so I should sound crystal clear. Crystal clear, my dude. You do sound crystal clear. Uh, what what made you uh, decide to go into the? I don't I don't know what just happened. Oh, okay, was a giant heart just showed up. Um, I just been <laughs> playing around with the audio. This post. Yeah, I've been playing around with the uh, audio on my um, laptop in the living room, and it just doesn't. It sounds fine, but I just realized that doing it from the kitchen is not ideal. Even though I don't have a mm. humongous house, it's like why don't I just go into this tiny closet that's surrounded by clothes and it actually dampen my audio a bit instead of making it kind of echoey and hollow. So, you sound like you're whispering in my ear. Really? Oh, you mean in a good way? In a good way. Yeah, Sorry. Like oh. I'm into it. Oh, cool, 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 cool. Yeah. And I'm trying to keep my audio because there is just no sound in here. I'm trying to keep the audio on my headphones even a little low. So, because couldn't that even potentially pick up on it a little bit and make an echoey kind of sound if I'm not careful? Yeah. Yeah, if you're, so I mean, you have those over-the-ear headphones, which are usually louder they externally. Are, they are pretty loud externally, so I have to be kind of careful. Yeah. So, but then if I played it on the computer, that would probably be worse, so this is probably better. I should probably have in-ears like you do, right, those, but then I'm, yeah. Whatever, my aim. It's about? very quiet on the, uh, I mean, I have to be especially quiet now because we moved the computer, so I, I used to be downstairs. Because oh, you have new TV, so computer Correct. isn't TV anymore. Correct. So I'm trying to test my levels and make sure I'm close to the mic. And... Yeah, I mean, it definitely sounds like you're trying this to be quiet, but we can, also he- we can also hear you really well. So I like your Mighty Duck shirt. <laughs> you have strong Mighty Duck vibes right now. Strong. Well, it has on like a backwards white hat, like a regular baseball cap, and like a black, a stri- like a horizontally striped shirt with big fat lines on it, like kind of duck green, a thin kind of orange line, and then a thick black line, like strong, strong Mighty Duck. And by Mighty Duck, I just mean the 90s, like just strong 90s vibes today. Drinking a red stripe. I am drinking red Dude, stripe. I, you say you can find those cheap. I have yet to find those cheap anywhere. I, I wonder if that's a Murfreesboro thing. Murfreesboro <laughs> thing. Maybe. Because, like, why would anyone buy red stripe here? That's fair. It's all natty light. That's what I mean. Stone. Yeah, it's it's much more shot water beers. Not that uh, a red stripe is not a shot water beer, just for the record. I just keep trying to – I see it, and I'm like, it's super pricey around here. Super pricey. Oh, bro, it's like uh, – Six ninety nine tops. That's wired. Yeah, I'm gonna and send you're you. You're probably a looking at it nine ninety nine. Uh, yeah, if not a little more. Yeah, I'm gonna send pictures just to prove. Cause I'm like, cause I've been. I need to just buy one because it does sound good. And I haven't had a red stripe in so long. I don't even remember what it tastes like to be frank. Lauren and I have been talking about this this concept that you can be in the same town even at the same type of grocery store, like the same chain. Mm-hmm. And they're still being different prices in different neighborhoods. Oh yeah, especially in Nashville. Especially in Nashville. Well, so get this. I bought. This is actually a brand new mic, and I bought um, a second. I'm gonna kind of bitch for a second about Apple. Um, I bought a second USB mic, same model, same brand. Uh, Yep, you already know this is going. I didn't think it through. Logic states that I should be fine. Yep. But everything on the internet, everything I'm fine, two USB mics of the same model are going to show up as one device on mm-hmm. Macs. Nobody else does it. My solutions are buy another USB mic, a different brand, or just get a PC and <laughs> quit shitting around and just probably just buy a laptop or get a PC. <sighs> Because fuck you, Apple. It's just Apple. It's literally an app. And they could yeah. probably fix it with one update. But they it doesn't won't. make any sense to me. They won't. Anything that that makes things have a layer of complexity, they eliminate. They just eliminate complexity from the way that their whole system operates. See, from my brain, the way this works, because maybe because I just work on PCs all day, this is more complicated. This makes it significantly more complicated. I agree. Because on, on a PC, pull it up, go to devices and controllers, rename them, blah, 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 plug them in, make sure they're on GarageBand, good to go. That's it. 
fucking Max, dude. I feel like Apple has like started as the cool kids and now they're just so up their own identity that like the PCs have just been like slow and steady and are just gonna pass them. Like they're gonna get left. They the already rest. have. Yeah. I think. And I think it was that way. I mean, this that I have right here that uh, that I edit the pot on, that I make the music on, everything. This is even uh, eight years old now at this point. Um, it's not recent, and I mean, it was powerful once upon a time, but it got passed quick, and that's the thing is just with the way that you can make PCs modular, Mac will inherently always lose. Is yeah. You can always, if you know what you're doing, if you know what you're doing, you can always outperform Mac for less money, but that's the appeal. Right. Very yeah, I'm just going to get... I'm just going to get a little desktop, I think, and a nice monitor and be done with it. Just an Acer or Lenovo or something. Yeah. yeah. It wouldn't take much. I mean, no, yeah. no. I mean, I literally work on PCs all day long. So now I actually literally, right. I know my way around Windows 10. It's like, oh, I can do that. That's fine. I don't know. It's just annoying. But, and so I don't know what we're going to do with this other mic, I guess. I don't, I don't know. That's fine. We just have two USB mics. No, I mean, I guess I'll just pick some. It'll be different once we get the PC. But so this is you the brand new mic. One, wouldn't you? Can you not I return? Guess, I guess I could have returned it. But by then, it's already open and I have it. And I'm like, I know the headache of trying to return it. And I'm like, I'll just keep it. I'll just keep it and find a workaround and just get a PC. I don't want to get it. I don't, think I, I don't think I want to get another Mac anyways. If I did, maybe just an iPad. Because a new iPad. Yeah. Would be, I do like their I do like their tablets and their phones. But I don't really love their actual computers. This is a desktop. And I, right. I really have you know enjoyed the power of their desktops. But like I said, they just... They're obsolete quick based on the way processes are built now. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Well, how you been, buddy? How's life? This is free, free Holton. It's free different. Willy, yeah, I bet. It's pretty different. Um, hmm. There's been this kind of a bit of a realization that I've had a little bit more of just because of being a parent even in situations where I can afford to take a break, I'm never really taking a break. No. There is no more real break anymore. That has been an adjustment. Um, parenting is just as hard as it was, almost as hard as it was when I was at Kimberton. You know, it's it, it's, oh, it's right. easier now, but, but I just the parenting aspects... You just fill right. in gaps that we were, yeah. Right. right. Exactly. So there has been less of a reprieve than I was hoping that I could get, and that's okay. It's just part of being a new parent, yeah. you know, it's, it just doesn't really happen. Um, but it's certainly been nice to be away and be done. I think that's the biggest thing that I've been realizing is that um, on a certain level, I like the idea of there being a, a finality of the way projects work, and, you mm -hmm. know, that we have to do that with the pod too. And that's one thing that I like. It's that at some point it has to be done and you have right. to move on to something else. And, um, you know, without like being super boring, um, and talking about old work that really just doesn't matter anymore. When you manage accounts, it is perpetual work, mm -hmm. right? There is no, there is no endpoint. It's not mm -hmm. projects, you know. It's it's managing the entire scope of work, you know, through the end time. You always want to keep the contract. So, I think that I've just discovered that I need, I need start and endpoints to things. That that is important to me in my life. Interesting. I need phases and seasons. I oh, guess. yeah, dude. I'm a big phases and seasons guy. I'm always a changing and adapting and learning and growing and moving and exactly. shedding. And exactly. So yeah. Exactly. I, don't, I, don't, I don't really I like being that. The, I'm always, I don't like being the same person every day, you know. Exactly. So, yeah, that's interesting because being a parent is going to immediately hinder that evolution. But also probably yeah. make it all the more important. Yeah, I don't know. It just like, alters it. Yeah, it doesn't make it worse. It just makes it different. Yeah, you can't. It's just been very different. You can't 
you're not a snake anymore. Like you can't like shed your skin whenever you want or whenever it's even you're supposed to. It's you're kind of at the beck and call of this poopy poopy toddler. She's a cute poopy toddler. She's very cute, but she she's poopy. They poop all the time. It's really not the poop anymore. So now that she yeah, I guess it's true. She's gone mobile. Yeah, this this week really changed things. This past week did. Our dynamic change. Yeah. She's yeah. like, bye. He goes, <laughs> like, hey, where are you going? <laughs> you're not supposed to move. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought you were going to be like three months old forever. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I got places pretty to go, nuts. Dad. <laughs> yeah. It really feels like it, too. Um, you know, especially in the mornings. We just uh, set her down. Like she just, She's gone. You know, she's just going. And so... Thinking about childproofing everything and yeah. just, you know, there's a reason why each phase of parenting happens that like you don't all of a sudden just have like an eighth month year old. Right. Is that each phase of being a parent is like part of what prepares you for the next phase. Mm. So I feel like that if I wouldn't have had these last seven months i wouldn't be ready for this month you right know? but we knew it was going to happen at some point but this being mobile thing is just it's it's different it changes the game so can't even imagine. Like I, said, I literally can't even imagine <laughs> dude like raising a raptor man yeah a really cute Poopy raptor. She started playing with Bagheera some. I wondered if that, if going mobile would brought them, bring them into um, their each other's bubbles a little bit more. Has it been okay? Bagheera cannot be. Oh yeah, no, yeah, it's uh, been good. Um, Bagheera just can't. He doesn't know what to do. Yeah. He just sits, and he's very sweet, but he just sits there. She she has kind of the uh, the stick that we play him with yes we play with our cat with a stick because he's a psycho he is i mean he's sweet but he's He's a sweet psycho uh but she will have the stick and she'll be kind of like waving it at him and like kind of talking to him you know (laughs) and he'll just he just sits there like a sphinx no movement you know two feet away does not compute nothing doesn't know how to play you know it's like i don't know how to play with you i just don't (laughs) It's pretty entertaining. But uh, he's been big year's been really good with her. We've been that's good. pretty grateful for that. Yeah. But yeah, it's been uh it's been a, an odd couple weeks for sure. How you been? Good man. Just chilling. Um just had to get a new fridge. That sucked. That's right. We um did some work on the car, that sucked. And to pay bills, that always sucks, you know, but all that's done and having a new fridge is very awesome, but just working, man, watching baseball, you know. Can we talk about the fridge decision? Yeah, sure. And just like how you picked a fridge and what you look for in a fridge? Mine was budget. Did you know? Okay. Did you know like some things before? Megan was like, "I want fridges? the French doors, the French doors that open, and then like a drawer, a, a drawer uh, freezer." And I'm like, "Okay, yeah, I'm cool with that." And I was like, "I like that too." And then we just found a whirlpool that did that, and it was fine. Yeah. I mean, it's a good fridge. I like it. It's just stressful spending that much money on appliance and being like, "Don't break. I love you. We're good. Please don't break." <laughs> you know, and just you know, I know that's probably like yes. a one-year warranty or something with whirlpool or whatnot, but still, it's like just don't. One year is not very long, you know. No, but it's yeah, yeah. I may actually extend it. I don't know, but whatever. So yeah, we just we just picked and we had a shit experience with Lowe's, but I don't know if I'll ever do Lowe's again. I'll probably go through Sears or Home Depot or anybody else instead of uh-huh. Lowe's. But I wish I could find like I wish those were like local fridge companies. Like I wish there were still mom and pop dudes that I could call, and but that just doesn't exist anymore. Not in, at least not in Nashville, you know. No. That's sad, but it does make sense. You have to go to like for appliances and house stuff. You pretty much have yeah. to go through big, big companies. Yeah. yeah, 
when I started thinking about it, it's like, well, yeah, in Murfreesboro, when we needed um, a nursery glider rocker for Lauren, we we went to Haverty's. Nice. We just had to, right? It's this. This to have. You have to go with what you got. Um, the reason why I was asking about fridges is partially because I don't think we ever talk about this on the pod, but we both like to cook a lot. So mm. I was curious if there were any things that you were looking out of your fridge and the fridge doors with the underneath freezer is an absolute classic and seems like a great way to go with a fridge. Yeah, it's been awesome. Yeah, yeah. Just having, we were just doing ice, like old school ice trays. And so I still kind of missed that ritual of doing the ice trays and constantly sure. adding them and doing them. But it's nice not having to worry about it anymore. But, and it, you know, the fil- it has all filtered water and all that kind of fancy space. Yeah. So, I mean, we still have a Brita for now because we just still have filters left. But, I mean, just living, we had three weeks of living out of coolers, you know. Right. I mean, luckily we didn't have, we don't have kids. So, I mean, again, it's just like, okay, well, we're going to just buy food as we need it or do takeout and or buy things that can only be thrown in like it was awesome for beer like i'll be honest like, that was awesome having a giant cooler in the fridge just full of ice for beer like i, I loved it for that i felt like i was like at a picnic for three weeks you know you're constantly pulling out sweaty wet beers and that was awesome but and i'm like i guess i could just still do that like i probably need to dump out the ice in there anyway so i might as well like make my own little ice cooler some days when I feel like if, I'm just, if I know I'm going to have like six beers in a night, like if I'm being on like, you know, there's nights I'm just like, I'm going to kill all six of these. Especially if it's Miller Lite or some shit that I have in the freezer. Fridger. Like I just need to cut the shit, pull them all out, throw them on ice and just be a dad and just, you know, keep a cooler next to the couch <laughs> or something. I don't know. Like let's just cut the shit. There, there's a, uh, an episode arc in one of the Simpsons episodes where Homer keeps a, starts keeping a fridge like a little mini fridge by the couch it doesn't end well is that the episode he gets really fat no that's the episode that he gets fired or something like that and he gets them he wears the moo moo yeah Yeah, the and he gets on disability uh, (laughs) because he gained so much weight that was his plan Uh, he just started hanging out you know and just got really fat and then by the time he got so fat he saw that he could go on disability so he got fatter man i should keep watching the I've Man. done so many rewatches of like the first like oof. like three to that three to ten season arc. Uh, you know, I don't know what your preference is on Simpsons, but I like seasons. You know, five, six, seven, and eight are just so yeah, yeah. Universally considered more between like six and nine is Brad Bird, six, Conan O'Brien years. You know, it's wild to think Brad Bird did so much early on when that show as well. But, yeah, I need to watch. Um, you mentioned the Great North. You highly recommend, yes? Oh yeah, I'm gonna do it. I do actually. Um, I was trying to decide if it would be a recommend or a highly recommend, and I've seen eight episodes, and it is a highly recommend. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna um, wait. Maybe let it build up a little bit because eight episodes I can just chomp down so quick. Yeah, you can kill that pretty quick. Um, it's the uh, the same producer and creator of Bob's Burgers and Home's Home Movies, Lorraine Bouchard. Um, obviously uh, has some different cast. Will Forte. God, uh, love him. Nick Offerman. Oh, very cool. Paul Rust. Paul Rust. He's a, he's a comedian, I, I believe. Um, Paul but, Rust, yeah, I don't know that name. Uh, it's a very... It is similar to Bob's Burgers in yeah. many ways. Um, I mean, it's, a, it's about a family you know, right there. Like it's about an every kind of average sort of family, but it's all set in Alaska. So that just makes things odd. Very cool. It's just enjoyable, you know, yeah, like I, I said, know. it's, it's been, kind uh, of what I was you're not, not expecting anything to break a mold or anything like that. Just no. solid animated. But Speaking there, of- there are, there are some things before, before we do advance um, that I wasn't anticipating that they were going to do that pushes Bob's, further than bob's would go nice you're gonna have to have a different rhythm if yeah. you stay afloat if your yeah. animation's identical to bob's burgers you know you're just it gonna... is and it is identical and it's i would say it functions more like arrested development if everyone was functional um, than it does like bob's burgers like so more narrative driven like episodes carry on or is it still sitcom where kind of each episode kind of bottlenecks 
Uh, it it does still go sitcommy, but it is it leans more towards the way like the children in Bob's Burgers are children. Right. In the Great North, it's more of teenagers, and mm. it, it just lends a different. Um, the youngest child, I think, is ten, versus you know the oldest child being what a teen is, you know, thirteen, fourteen, something right. like that. Uh, she still can't drive, right? But right. Uh, most of uh, most of the the children are older, so it, it just it leans into a different area of familial life than Bob's Burgers does. I guess is the best way of putting it. Very cool. Yeah, I've been doing Gravity Falls, and I've been really enjoying Gravity Falls. Highly. Yeah, tell me tell me a little bit about that. I mean, I don't really, you know, it's on. It was a Disney XD show, but they did two seasons, twenty episodes each, so about forty episodes. It's just always been highly recommended, and it was just one of those kind of early kids animated shows that kind of immediately were picked up by adults too. It's just really goofy, really silly, really fun. Christian Skull again, you know, doing her thing, but still great. Um, I mean, she's in her defense. She she did this way before she was kind of oversaturated in every animated show. So this was still one of her like. I mean, I still love her, and we'll you know, I don't care. She doesn't. I mean, I mean, mean, she can do everything forever for all I care. I agree. But she is everywhere now, and that's great for her. Um, It's just I don't know how to. It's almost like a not X Files, but it has like this kind of uh, supernatural kind of vibe to it, and it's. Is it like children's Twin Peaks? (laughs) Kind of. It's really goofy and silly. Like, it's a really funny show. Like, it has no, it does not take itself seriously or anything like that. But, like, the world is very kind of rich and cool and kind of creepy. There's, um, you know, zombies and whatever, you know, all sorts of different weird gnomes and all sorts of weird mythical creatures. But also kind of coupled with two kids that are living with their crazy uncle out in the woods in, like, this weird, he runs like a, sideshow attraction of like crazy it's all scams kind of thing but there are actual monsters around it's really it's really cool and i think they're kind of from what i understand they have like a really tight like once it ends it's really final like it really wraps everything up so it shows that it's a really tight 40 episodes that no one actually really wants it to be more of like it just it's so it exists really well as 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 its 40 episode run which is always intriguing to me i'm like i really almost done with season one i'm just very curious to see how like those final 10 episodes are going to run if there's going to because they're kind of hinting at a lot of stuff that's like we're going to learn a lot more about all these things that i don't you know aren't really sure yet even but they keep kind of hinting it there's a lot more going on behind the scenes or there's more history that we don't know about his her their uncle and stuff like that but yeah i'm gonna it's really interesting especially at 40 episodes i'm like i can do that that's no big deal well and disney used to not be known very much for having brevity and uh, a a concise manner in its TV shows. I mean, man, all the Disney shows that I remember growing up, like, were just meandering, rambling, you know, had no relationship towards each other in terms of episodes or anything, you know. So I haven't really heard anything about it. I, I... I kept seeing it like, you know, it's, it's a critically acclaimed show, but I just never, um, didn't really know anything about it. I've tried this. That's probably actually my, I've watched a handful of episodes over the years. I'm just finally committing because I just don't, I don't really have anything else. I mean, I'm usually watching baseball or, and so if I'm not watching baseball, I'm probably watching something animated or rewatching a movie or something kind of been in a, a funk with TV and movies and even music to a certain extent. So nothing's quite whistling, whistling my, my wetness. (laughs) (laughs) Whistle my wetness. (laughs) I committed halfway through. I realized I said whistling first and I'm like, I can make it work. (laughs) It worked. Doesn't quite whistle my wetness. It's gross. Well, (laughs) Speaking of animation, animated stuff. Yeah, no, go ahead. That's what. You, no, that's what, what brought us here. here. Yeah, that's what brought us here. I just recently, um, finally finished uh, Steven Steven Universe of the Cartoon Network, and it was divine. It was mm. pure animated divinity. It was just 
so inspired and knew what it was from the moment it started. Yes. Even in times when the content, I think we'll probably both agree on one point when the content maybe slightly wavers, but overall, I really feel like it was a fantastic run. Yeah. But we're also talking about bringing up the um, comparison and contrast and discussion of its place and existence and next to Adventure Time, another beloved show of the podcast. So. And it's it's impossible to the reason part of the reason why we I think saved talking about either one of these shows is it's very hard to talk about one without talking about the other one. Yeah, even though they're so different, it's like talking about siblings or something like that or non-identical twins or something like that that are like wildly different but they're kind of two sides of a similar kind of I don't know why they're I don't know why they're so drawn together because I agree it's hard to not I don't know where I really even the more I think about it I still can't quite put my finger on the similarities between the two and why you have to kind of talk about both of them at the same time but well uh, I mean, some of that has to do with the people that worked on them. You know, Rebecca Sugar, who created Steven Universe, worked on Adventure Time first. And then she left in the middle of working on Adventure Time to create Steven Universe. Ah, I did not quite know that. Interesting. I didn't know it was them. Yeah, Yeah, that's interesting. The way that it's always seen is... She kind of worked for Adventure Time for a bit, and then it was like Cartoon Network was like, hey, <laughs> you seem like you're really good at this. Right. <laughs> do you want to do your own thing? Um, and, you know, they are definitely, like you were saying, in many ways diametrically opposed, not mm-hmm. just like kind of different, but like extremely different. Yeah. You know? and not only in terms of the world building, but the show construction and the arcs that are just wildly different. The ways in which they're told are wildly different. But, I mean, part of the similarities that we can naturally think about other than just who worked on them is uh, they're, they're 11-minute episodes of an animated yeah. show for children. Like, they, they're inherently closely related just because they share the same format, format. and Big time. genre, quote-unquote, mm-hmm. to a certain degree. Yeah. I mean, for me, I'm like trying to really, for me, Adventure Time, the big difference, I mean, I think the one of the biggest differences is just that Adventure Time's world is so much more fluid and bouncy and weird and unpointable. Like, it's just all of it. It's so, it's such a wild world that Adventure Time lives in where it, you can only trust it. To a certain, like, even like the, I don't always even trust the show as far as like what matters, what doesn't matter, who's real, who's not real, and what even means anything. I mean, it does kind of, it ends a bit more structured than it begins um, to its credit. And, but I think on my, one way I've been thinking about it is like Adventure Time is like this perfect Saturday morning cartoon vibe. Like, it is mindless. It's as much as you put into it, it's going to, it'll, you know, it'll bounce back, but it also can sometimes just mean absolutely nothing. And they just really play with that 11 minute arc where it's just like so silly and they're so brave to just do whatever the F they want throughout the show. Whereas Steven Universe is, I mean, it almost comes, it, it's so perfect from the moment it starts to the, every, like everything is so precise. The world, everything that happens on one episode matters in the next episode, you know, all these lessons that Stephen learns in this, in the first season is so crucial to how the rest of the show plays out and all these things that you don't know are happening or happening and you just weren't paying attention and it's all hinted. I don't know. The world is just so much more three dimensional. I agree. And it, it, I think adventure time is obsessed with being nonlinear. Exactly. Yeah. I think that it dwells in being obtuse. Yeah. And saying, no, we're we're going to actively avoid 
telling you things. And I think I even said early on, Adventure Time reminds me of dreams. Like it has this dream world where it's like yeah. it reminds me like of my brain trying to process things sometimes, like to, like how it operates in a completely non-logical way. Yes, yeah. and I I think that that's part of what arrested me so early on watching it because I I actually first started watching Adventure Time when it first came on television. Um, and it does. It has this other otherworldliness is like putting it you know very plainly but there is a quality to it that feels disconnected from any particular reality which is why Steven Universe in its hard and fast story that actually follows um, sequential events in nature that yeah. actually makes sense which Adventure Time does none of those no. things I will say I think Adventure Time does end like its final arc is pretty straightforward and does matter and it kind of really wraps up um, much tighter. You when you learn all about um, Finn's past, him going back home, the humans, all the and Bimo who in the virtual reality world, all those little final arcs, Susan Strong, you know her role in kind of the the large scale of the show. I still think about. Um, one of the final arcs of Adventure Time when I think Finn finally meets the humans. I can't, it's been a minute, but you finally learn his, his essentially his origin story of like getting lost at sea as a child or his yep. parents and the robots and like how yep. visceral and wild and bold and cool that was. I didn't, I didn't, I, I guess I just never, you can catch 50 episodes of Adventure Time that mean... <laughs> never see any of that. That absolutely that mean absolutely nothing and that don't ever really talk about how the show really ends. And I think that's really interesting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I agree. And I think when I really think of, about, again, more of the differences between the two shows and the characters and the way that they're developed is pretty obviously different. But... Yeah when you consider the timeline of how you're shown things in adventure time in terms of the yeah. way, um, you know, characters, origins or backgrounds is they actually in adventure time tell very few current stories that happen with Jake and Finn, um, and Marceline, you know, they do that very gradually actually. Um, a lot of the episodes are either spent like we were just talking about being almost dreamlike, having no relation to any of the rest of the episodes, or they are episodes that are driven around showing you what happened previously. Because you're yeah. always catching up. Nothing, Adventure Time feels like it never kind of progresses forward. And that's like, to me, when you say Saturday morning cartoon vibes, that's what I think. Because I think yeah. of like Thundercat, right? Where, where we are fighting Mumra for 120 episodes, you know, and that's just kind of what we do. And even when they fight the Lich on yeah. a couple different occasions, and Finn changes through these experiences, but Jake. And Marceline and Princess Bubblegum kind of don't for a while. Yeah. And Bimo doesn't either. And for most of your principal characters to not really change at all throughout you, a do you large... Think, would you argue that Ice King does early on? I feel like he starts maybe adapting maybe before those other ones do. But still not to the level that Jake does, I don't think. Or would you lump him in the same category as Marceline and Jake? I would. I mean, I think that that's Ice King's thing is that yeah. he... He, he never has he's he's ice king like yeah, as long right. as that crown is on his head right. he is ice uh, so he's in a perpetual state of frozen arrested development um, but in steven universe throughout the show the four main principal or five excuse me main principal characters and six if you include greg do continue to develop throughout each episode even yeah. that each episode actually is a recurrence of what's going on. Adventure Time dwells in never doing that. Right. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's just, I mean, 
I could just go on and on and all the characters of Steven Universe. I mean, Lars from Lars down to, you know, Steven to Steven is literally doesn't look the same. You know, he's actually grown and physically, which is interesting for his weird hybrid species that he is. Do we want to discuss the, um, how I, I think we probably both didn't like the movie. <laughs> is that the, was so the it just the movie you didn't like? Because it yeah, honestly, more than that. No, that's really my only real. Um, it felt very. I didn't. You may have. You may point out something that I, you know, missed. But I, I, it was really just the movie felt kind of. It was fine. It was just a. It was fine. I don't feel like it did anything. That hadn't already been done. I mean, I guess it's, I mean you do get some development, but it's kind of like they spent all this time and did this whole thing, and I'm like, you could have. The nuts and bolts of the actual story could have been wrapped up in probably two 11-minute episodes or like three, you know. You maybe needed a half hour to maybe do this, but it was fine. The music was good. I maybe need to watch it again and give it a give it a break, but I, I didn't love that. Did you not like the final seasons of... So it goes season... It does season five seasons five. movie, then future, right? Yeah. Five seasons so, movie. Yeah, final season. Future. Future season. It's the final season. Yeah, what did you not like? I'm curious. Uh, I, I mean, I didn't like the fifth season and the movie. Like, I didn't really like either mm-hmm. of those, to be honest with you. Um, but, you know, after I've watched all this, there are, are some interviews with Rebecca Sugar, uh, the creator and executive producer, where she says that she basically found out in season two that they weren't going to get more than five seasons. Mm-hmm. So I do wonder how much more was kicking around in her brain right. that she didn't get to do. Because it's a huge, because... it's being a huge story, like a huge epic. It's an epic. Like, it is an epic. Like Steven Universe And it turns epic. into that very quickly. Yeah, really. It turns into that very quickly as all of a sudden Steven is a god. That's, I mean, yeah, essentially. No, I mean he is. Yeah, he is. He's Steven half is god, god, I guess. I mean he. Yeah. <laughs> I mean he's half he's god by technicality, but because of his uniqueness, he is a god. You're right. Like he's half god technically, but because he's the only one that exists like that, that makes him a divin. You know, a divinity. It doesn't people. matter. Yeah. <laughs> he's, yeah. Because he to- um, because he toes both worlds. He's he's extremely unique in that. Yeah, mm. and you know. Make me think about season five. I'm like, I thought I had. I was like, I, what did you not like? I guess that's what I'm curious. Because I guess I get not. It liking. just felt very. I mean, it, it it did feel hurried at the time. That I I felt like we were jamming a lot of emotional context into a very small span of time. Um, that made it feel less honest to the beginning of the show where. So much about, you know, the first season is massively long. You know, it's twice as long as the rest of the seasons. And most of that season is spent Stephen learning to experience like almost each emotion at the time, you know, at one time. And I think that they get away with it because part of the show arc ends up being that Stephen's childhood development was rushed and harried and Mm. bonkers. Right. But I do think that if she had her druthers, there probably would have been at least another season in there because we just, we got, we got from being a small quaint show that almost reminded me of star Wars rebels Mm. into being a cosmic drama in one season. Yeah, and I did not enjoy that switch personally. Interesting. I liked my small band of rebels, and that's okay. I think that if she had another season to massage some of this, it wouldn't have felt felt quite so jarring. But on the other hand, like I have said to you um, through text at a certain point, I felt like Stephen was Rose Quartz. I didn't have any conception that Rose Quartz was a god. I you know, don't. It's, 
the way that they like open literally the universe is it just happens very quickly. And it, you're talking about like when you when you run the rose quartz isn't a thing and the, and she's rose diamond. <laughs> I yeah, just don't know why I didn't diamond. see it coming. It didn't. You don't really hear about you don't every per, you hear about all these other pearls. You hear about all these other. Um, of course, garnet is just a little different because but she's also two other gems that are very common. There's multiple of these species, or they're whatever their race of gems. But you don't. I don't know why you don't think about it because it's like you don't hear about other rose quartz. It's like you hear about a dozen other rose. Like there should have been more. Like if we had done the logic of the universe, you'd think, well, who is like? Doesn't make sense that Rose was her own one. She was just the only rose quartz. Sure. <laughs> that doesn't make any sure. sense. So when it, it revealed it, I was like, oh yeah, duh. Of course yeah. she's. Of course she's rose yeah. diamond. It, it's uh, a pretty easy like I did, leap I did in not logic. See it yeah, I did yeah. not see it coming either. That's the thing is that's what makes it like still work is again it's an easier leap in logic like you can yeah. do it it's like oh yeah that exactly if you follow the the structure of the universe it works but and I love the show I feel like I'm I'm poo pooing the show I don't mean to poo poo the show no I was um, just curious I, I had I love season five you got Sadie Killer I liked Lars's head I loved I was just I guess I was just on board for it to get wacky. But that's the thing is I liked those storylines better than the Steven storyline by like quite a wide margin. Yeah, I mean it definitely is rushed when just his his it, yeah, it is, and I think maybe just because I rushed through it, uh, maybe was a big difference too. I don't know. I mean I just blasted it so quick. I mean, it's all I did, but it was the only show I watched for like a month, and I just went through all of it yeah. pretty much. Yeah, and you. You can do that, and because of its linearity, you don't feel like you're getting hit in the head with a hammer, no. <laughs> you know, of, just, of ooh, just bizarreness. Yeah, it's like, ooh, one more, right. one more. I want to find out what's happening here. I want to find out what's happening. Right. In, yeah. And Adventure Time, you cannot do that. Well. <laughs> yeah, after about, honestly, about three to four, Your five, eyes just I'm just like, over. Oh, I can't. You know, I could almost too... see binging it, but it would almost be unhealthy. It would, you would get into like a trance state or something like that. I, I don't think it takes much to go into it, you know, and I I can I understand why people would binge Adventure Time. I totally get it, but you're there are so many details in that mm -hmm. show that are just different with Steven Universe. It's not that Steven Universe is less detailed. Uh -uh. It's just detailed in a different way. And Steven Universe is emotionally detailed. Yeah. In a lot of ways that I mean my feelings have changed even about the show since I've become a parent and like that's wild that like I watched all of it before I became a parent and now that I'm a parent rewatching it I feel differently and yeah, that... I, I'm learning some of this and it's really interesting you know the emotional depth and detail that is there is wild Adventure Time is not as emotionally detailed there are Many, most of the stories of the characters that have been around for a while, Marceline, Bonnie, um, Ice King, you know, these are characters that do have a lot of emotional detail in them, but I wouldn't say that that is, that's not what drives the show in Adventure no. Time. And in Steven Universe, I would argue that that the emotional processing is the entire show. It Absolutely. Is, that's what you're going to do, is you're going to process emotion. I mean, the, um, the literal final moments of the show are Steven processing his emotions and coming to terms with yep. who he is. Unlike, a, yep. he literally turns into a, a giant monster and has to get yep. loved back to being a human. <laughs> like, <laughs> And that, I will say, the Steven Universe future arc, which I would kind of call season six, right. you know, that they shouldn't have had, basically, um, that really made the show for me. I think so, too. If... If I wouldn't have had that, I would have felt sour. Like oh, I would have 100%. had, I would have had a bad taste in my mouth. And I, I feel like, because of how well they made all of the consequences that they were threatening in terms of Stephen's emotions, um, they actually executed those uh, as he was showing his personal growth. And I just felt that that was very effective. And yeah. I cannot imagine having that show end without the steven universe 
future arc. Me too. I mean, to me, it was all culminating to him, you know, like I said, being the monster, getting them all yes. tackling him, and That's like beautiful. I mean, it was like one of the most powerful. I was like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was bawling. I was bawling. <laughs> yeah, because it's just so, it's just so long of a journey to get like for Steven to That's start right. this cookie cat, this little doofus, to being this. Mm-hmm. It worked so well, and it was so earned, and it was just so deserved. Even just like from just from the writing, it was just like, God, you fucking earned it. Like, take this. Yes, totally. Make Steven this. It totally worked. It made sense. Like everything had been working towards Steven being this, and yeah, it was just, it was just outstanding. It was an outstanding journey. But it's yeah, I I need to do Adventure Time again. That there's so many episodes that I remember, and so much of the story that I remember, but I. Those final, the final seasons of Adventure Time are, like I said, they're, I think they're they hectic. Lot, they get a lot meatier and they're hectic. hectic. And basically, yeah. after after season season seven and onward, ends up being like your eyes just kind of keep getting wider. Yeah. Like your um, yeah. What's the John Carpenter film uh, where yeah. um, Sam Neill uh, is in the movie theater and he's just you know he's watching. Eh, anyway. They live. No. No, it's uh, Sam Neill in a, in a oh, John Carpenter. I don't know. Anyways, it's not important. Um, yeah. There's, yeah. Anyways, um, yeah, there's something about the pace of Adventure Time that kind of exponentially becomes faster, and that's very arresting to me. That they, um, they definitely increase the things that they reveal to you about the world and what's going on around them. Um, as the as the scenes go on, and I regret obviously that Steven Universe did not have a chance to do that. You know that yeah. they they started slow and then truncated their their exponential kind of cycle of um, increasing the drama, so to speak. But speaking about ancillary materials, um, you know, Steven Universe has this what I was calling sixth excuse me sixth season um that's the steven universe future storyline and then adventure time has now i think they're going to have four of these 45 minute episodes of one concentrated story arc that they're putting out on hbo 45 minutes in the steven and adventure time universe is a hefty chunk forever yeah feels so long and it's great they work really well there's only been two so far and i think there will only be four but they're excellent and the thing about adventure time is those are not needed to support the uh, the original material but they're very good as well and you can actually watch them i think from my perspective without really seeing the finale of adventure time and still be okay yeah, I would assume that they'll probably exist without any of, um, yeah, even the BMO one. They which relate. I Surely the no, BMO they, one would they, have to relate, right? Because we. Yeah. You, no, they they definitely relate, but I think that Adventure Time and its world is so complex that unless you're sitting down and analyzing the timeline after you watch each relevant episode, you're just gonna be a little lost. Right. That's part of it. Yeah, and that's why I say that it's it's okay to you know go ahead and just for those out there that haven't finished Adventure Time and you want something different, um, the mini series like Matt was talking about, um, they do I think four three or four mini series, and the one that you were talking about was where we find out about uh, Finn's origin and his homeland that all deals with Martin and uh, his his brief time with his wife Minerva. Yeah, that's right. Let's see, some of that is fuzzy just because I went through it so fast. It's very kind of, I just have images. I don't, this is spoilery, but I don't, you know, who cares? But uh, I mean, we're, uh, not, but, we're not concerned about that here. Right. Um, the final, this show kind of ends essentially jumping way into the future where mm-hmm. BMO kind of is, uh, there's a new Jake and Finn, like a new reincarnation Basically. of Jake and Finn, mm-hmm. essentially. And they meet BMO, and that's really the only thing I really yep. vaguely remember is that BMO's is kind of the last character that we see in their form way in the future. So we at least know that yeah. 
that they go on. She, they, I'll just call her they for the sake of non-binary, but that they go on for many, many years um, as BMO. I yeah. still think about that. So I was kind of, yeah, I was wondering how they were going to fit that into a, a miniseries with them. But, yeah. They, it doesn't go, um, yeah. No. I, yeah, I'll just not, watch it. Yeah. I think that is better. So I have not seen either the Obsidian or BMO's one. I want to redo the show. I want to redo the show, and then even if they don't tie in, I still just want to. I just need to finish. I need to keep watching. I will admit that I I am in a perpetual state of rewatch with Adventure Time. I am always watching it. Yeah, I'm just. This is just my second round through. It's just one of those that I'm doing it with Steven Universe too. I started it over again. I'm casually. It's just one of those that I can knock out three to four episodes if there's just nothing else I want to watch. Yeah, I I think for me what. Like what we were talking about with Steven Universe, which makes it so powerful, is for me where if I get in a rewatch mood with Steven Universe, like you said, I want to do like a bunch at one time. I know. Give me six episodes. Like, give me a big chunk. I'll just plow through those because it's so sequential and linear that it feels like you just should do the next one if you have it. And there's also, but there's a feel like I can pick and prod wherever I want and, you know, just kind of have this buffet of literally the most wild wild bizarre um well i guess i don't know there have been definitely cartoon network we have to give credit to here before before i keep going on you know the bizarrity and the absurdity of adventure time we have to give cartoon network a lot of credit because creating a creative environment in which both of these shows can happen and can have people that work on both and that you can plant and let thrive and grow and do whatever they want with is amazing amazing probably <laughs> never seen since and just, i mean hopefully we, we keep seeing networks giving that much freedom one thing i'll say is that as, as much as steven universe does exist narratively and linear and they're also especially in that first season so many fun like not even standalone because everything does kind of matter, but there are like the watermelon Stevens. Like it feels like a standalone episode, but really, oh. truly, that's a big. That's actually super that's important actually later on. Kind yeah. of a pivotal episode, yeah. Yeah, and like all these ones that are so goofy. I mean, they're just so yeah. goofy. Yeah, I, I think that that is part of the pleasure of the Steven Universe rewatch is the things that you thought previously might have been throwaway episodes right. are actually relevant, and they all mean something. Watermelon. <laughs> They're like little Ewoks. I feel like that's what they kind of were, little Ewoks or something. Oh, so yeah. funny. And Sadie. Could, I love uh, the Sadie Killer episode. Transfer into. Yeah. Oh yeah, the Sadie Killer arc is amazing. I mean, that, song that was an arc me. that they were they were building towards for a right. couple seasons. You know, it was it took them a while to get there. You, you know, if you go back, <clears throat> you can actually see the seeds of it. You totally. Know? You can see when she brings like Lars in and you know, we meet her mom and it's like, yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Here's, here's kind of what we got here. There's and, a talent uh, show episode where she's supposed to sing and then doesn't. And then Steven wears the dress and does it for her kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. There's a lot of seeds for it. That's so true. Lars has such a weird arc. was not seeing that whole thing. That was so neither fun. was I, I did uh, love Lars. that when he brought Lars back to life, him turning purple and then being like it, completely flips lion on set and you go oh it's like happy and sad you kind of like oh he's got a story there's something like i wonder where you never know when rose saves lion or brings him back to life so he must have been either a pet before or that she had to save or maybe he saved them and she brought him back to life with you know i just it completely changes lion where you're just like oh oh." (laughs) it gives you so many feelings and that right? They don't ever tell you what happens with Lion, right? Or where he gets connected. I don't think from. so. Yeah, I don't ever remember them. I don't think so. You just make the assumption they're like, oh, so yeah, but, yeah. So fascinating. Two uh, great shows. Yeah, truly, truly, just masterworks of modern animation. I mean, I wouldn't even really call them kids shows. I mean, they are in marketing, but like, I mean, as far as their content goes, I'm sure it. kids like them, but. I mean, I don't think there's, they're, I don't think they're actually made for kids any more than they're made for adults. I think it's very, you either like, it's just more of the specific person, it's whether you like them or don't like them, you know. 
I think they're, and I could see people not liking, I could see people liking one and not really liking the other. Like I, I can get that. Um, I find that odd, yeah. but you know, do you each their own? <laughs> I think you should like both of them, but that's fine. I, I think that I am at a unique spot to where in 10 years, I can tell you what all this shit means. Where as right now, we don't really know what sort of longevity Steven Universe and Adventure right. Time had. We right. can presume, but like you were saying, the audience that these shows reached, yes, some were children, but I would say at least half were at least. the 18 to 35 range. Um, and not, so, like you were saying, incredible television shows, incredible television shows shared similar formats and similar people. And I mean, if you haven't either of these shows or you've stopped watching for whatever reason, just go watch them right now. They're available. Yeah. They're around. Do it. They're, they're on HBO. Make it happen. It's pretty they're both, easy. Yeah. They're both, some of them are duplicated. Like I think Adventure Time's on HBO yeah. and Hulu. And Hulu. Yeah. Yeah. You have, you have no excuses. Watch these shows. Do we have anything else to say? No, I don't think that I do. That's the thing is without like diving into specific episodes or deciding right. to dive into specific characters, it's just watch the show. And, yeah. you know, we can always circle back. That's the thing is I, I think that I hope that these shows kind of continue to evolve in ways that we are pleased with and that I don't know. I get the sense that, yeah, Steven Universe might be mostly solved but i thought adventure time was and now well, they have this I mean, little like separate story saying, though, so there's no rules in adventure time like none they can end it a thousand times if they want you know mm-hmm. whereas steven there's more consequences in bringing back steven universe that's like, right you brought it back you're like okay listen you that's left right you left behind something essentially perfect yeah. in some levels yeah. Whereas Adventure Time's like, eh, you can fuck around with it and it's not gonna. That's right. It's much more malleable world. You can pick a whole character and do a whole thing, and if you don't like it, it doesn't still doesn't even really, you know. I mean, as long as you don't mess it with Chicken Finn and be like the main, you know, and you can just be. You have to be a little bit more careful with them, but even then, the world is like you said, is just so much less consequences. But now I've got nothing else to say. I'm gonna watch the probably watch the Dodgers. Beat the shit out of San Diego again. Not really, actually. <laughs> San Diego's very good this year, so I'm kind of there are two um, pretty intense teams playing right now. So I'm gonna probably go watch the Dodgers won in the final moments of the game last night. Very frustratingly. Not that I really care, but I kind of want to see San Diego win just because I feel like the Dodgers are gonna destroy everybody. Yeah, they're quite the joke or not. Anyways, all I got, man. Good talking to you, brother. Brother.